Welcome back to another episode of Camp Time is Real Time. I'm your host, Sarah Lebrecht, and today we have such an amazing pod. Today it's Todd Ferris. Todd was my counselor when I was an Algonquin. It was his first year. We were all there for six weeks. It was amazing. Um, Todd was there from the year 1988 for seven years after, and he became really a staple at camp. And this was really fun going back and talking about all of those things that he was, you know, so well known for, like the belly flop, like being pool director, how that happened, like directing traffic and how that was a one-way ticket to becoming a state trooper. Bill Danner was the co-host on this one. And let me tell you, what a delight. This was so fun. Um, I hope you'll enjoy it. Even if you weren't at camp in 1988 to 1994, I think you'll like it. Um, couple of housekeeping things. Um, keep sending me emails. I'm starting to get some guys. So send me an email, uh, camp time, FCDC at gmail.com. Give us a follow camp time underscore real time, uh, on Instagram and come on and talk about camp. I promise you. Everyone wants to hear what you have to say. How often do you hear that? Not a lot. So enjoy this one. We get right into Todd's uh, version of running into Aaron Lewis uh, at the Patriots game in San Diego. It's a good one. We'll see you next time. Have I got a Todd story for you? (laughs) That was was crazy. Enormous, like the world's largest escalator. I've never seen an escalator like this. And I'm about halfway up the escalator and this guy turns around and he's like, are you Todd Ferris? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, it's Adam. And I'm like, like right away, I like pulled it out of my keister. And I'm like, I can't even believe that. Like that's, that's crazy. And then he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, whatever fcdc whatever we then we caught up for i don't know a couple of minutes but my my group's going this way his group's going that way and it's like you know nice to see you i gotta go so yeah that was crazy it's so funny the like the out of context i can't believe the both of you like put it together like yep (laughs) i mean i gotta be honest i don't think i would have ever recognized (laughs) because the the difference i think going from how like how old were were you because you guys were were Probably like uh, 11 or 12. Yeah. Maybe. So I'm 18. So yeah, granted. Yeah. I've changed, yeah. you know, some, but not as much as someone who's 11. Right. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. I don't think the, the camper, they never forget their heroes, you know, the counselor oh, heroes. That, yeah. You know? and, even be, <laughs> when he was saying, like, uh, I'm, I'm blown away by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, rec- <laughs> I, I totally, uh, like your group, and I'm hoping you can help me fill in some blanks too, because I'm I'm going back thinking. So all right, my first year, I was the assistant counselor for the Algonquins. That's right. I'm thinking right? That yeah, sounds abs- right. Absolutely. Yep. Who was the head counselor? I have no idea. Oof. Um. So it's funny. I have no idea either. Like you are the person we remember from Algonquins. Um, well, it, sorry it must- to, if someone's listening, who was I the head counselor? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I remember Todd. You started your first year. You were in woodworking, correct? I was exactly, yeah. So right. I so started, would it have been? So it would have been Sue. Right? No, it wasn't Sue. It I wasn't. Don't think, I really no. don't think Sue had a no. Sue didn't have a tribe. She did the woodworking stuff. Okay, so you were the assistant woodworking. And they put you with somebody and another exactly. tribe. Exactly, but I don't remember who. Oh, that. 
But that does sound right. Cause I do seem to recall Sue always being kind of a, like, like head counselor plus like had an activity, yeah. but not a tribe. Um, oh, I forgot that you were in woodworking. Yeah. I mean, I forget it all, but, Which um, is very ironic. Like when I was telling, you know, recapping, telling my wife about camp or whatever, I'm like, yeah, I was a woodworking counselor. She's like, you were what? Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I go near a tool. And she's like, we're, we're freaking out. <laughs> I don't, woodworking was not for me. You're um, like, yeah, but I can build a 3D animal anytime you need it. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about like how I, how I uh, got into camp. Like Tom obviously was the, the coach at Medfield and my mother worked in the school system. So my mother knew Tom. And then Jerry and John Bucci were both at camp and I was friends with both of them. So I don't know if it was like the Tom kind of recruiting thing or Jerry and John or whatever, but ultimately, yeah, we're going to try and we're going to do this camp. I remember my first year was 1988 because they were making a big deal out of 8888. Um, oh. I don't know if you remember that. Not at you all. Because no. you were there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I remember woodworking and I remember after that, being like, hey, I loved camp, loved it. I got to get out of the wood shop and get outside because the whole time I was in the wood shop, I'm staring out at the pool, right. looking at Paul Dubanowitz and Brad, uh, Brad Newton, Brad Newton, thank you, and and those guys like you know diving off the diving board, which is no longer there, um, and hanging on the pool. And I just said to Tom, I, I need, to, I want to come back, but I need to get out. You need to put me outside. So he puts me in woodlore, and I am. <laughs> about as unwood-like un as I am not a handy guy. So after one year in Woodlore, I'm like, okay, how do I get to the pool? I don't think you're alone <laughs> in um, in counselors, like being in the wood shop and just kind of like uh, hanging out at that fence right by the gate to go in, just like looking at the pool, just being like, mm, nice out here. <laughs> yeah, because right? I really want to, I love swimming. It's funny, I hear I, you I, in a, a previous podcast, you were telling, I forget who it was, um, but you were talking about like the early morning tribes and oh, like getting in the water oh, yeah. or whatever, and you got to plan it out, and almost as though it were a negative. And I'm like, yeah. you get to get in the water. Like I, I love the water, swimming. It's just, I, I don't know. I always just loved the pool, love swimming like that. That's you. You ask all these people, like, what are the core activities at camp? And I keep waiting for people to say swimming lessons, but I, I don't think I've heard one person say that. Like sw swimming. Oh, you're no, right. I mean, yeah, you right. get to you get to shoot bows and arrows. Yeah, you get to go on a boat, but you get to go swimming. Like swimming is the best. Wow. The point of boating for me is like a fall off, fall over, and go in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, I you're think... so right. It's like that. Um, it's almost like the way I would view it is swimming is a given almost, yeah. and maybe that's. Well, that's, Maybe that's thinking that's too. I don't know. Because everyone, yeah, because you have that's the one thing you have every day. And yeah. right? I think the most common memory that people have from swimming, though, is those early morning swims and how miserable they are. You know, yeah, and that's why pulled. that's why people don't, you know, they don't pick swimming because that's that's what I remember is yeah. jumping <laughs> water at eight o'clock in the morning and being absolutely frozen. Yeah, right. you're you're I think Todd, the first person I've ever heard say, "No, that's good." First thing in the morning and that's why you were on the pool staff. That's a good thing. <laughs> but yeah. no, I have a very negative, very negative. Really? Uh, I, oh, but it's so cold. Like granted it's the sun. There are like, you know, those like double free swim days when you have swim first, that's great. But um, otherwise it's, I don't know, we're, we're wimps. Todd, were they, not, were they not 
mixing the assistants after three weeks at that point? Were you doing the whole summer in one? Yeah, I did the whole, yeah. Oh. Oof. Yeah, I don't ever remember. By the time it. I got there, they were mixing it after three weeks. You switched. No, yeah. No, I was definitely woodworking the whole the whole and then a whole summer in the woods. Wow. And now it's now it's two weeks they switched the uh the assistants. And then really yeah, and then the and the CITs are oh. every week. Wow. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. The switching the assistants halfway through was always a little like, oh, because that middle session, you like in your group, all of a sudden it's like we are no longer associated with this person. <laughs> and they just switch it. So the made sense to to change it to the, right. the session stuff. So this came up on Kelly's because I had totally forgotten that you were the pool director. And so how many, and she, she has not for the record. No, yeah, no, she, I, know, I noticed that in, in her, uh, in her podcast. Yeah, she was, uh, she called she was, me out. Yeah, keenly aware that you were the pool director um, and she was yeah. not. Like how many years were you on staff before you were director, was it? So I was there for seven summers total. So uh, I think it was two years working at with under Kim as the yeah as the as as Kelly would put it the aquatics director I think we would say the pool director but then Kelly became the aquatics director um we did yes. not have an aquatics program until until Kelly took over no, um, changed yeah <laughs> so yeah so there was two years um and then Kim Bedard left yeah and uh Tom basically was like hey you know do you have any interest in being the pool director what? Sorry, sorry, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah. Right. So I, I went and got, I went and got my my water safety instructor, which Kelly already had. Um, and Jeez. I mean, she she 100 is was truthful. Like she had all the, she had a lot more certifications than I did, and and more experience. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But she was sorry. not from Med. She was not from Medfield, Todd. Well, that's true. She did not <laughs> have that. She you did not be have from that. Medfield. So what do you do as the uh, director of aquatics or pool director, or to put it another way, what did you have Kelly do when you were a director of the pool? It's just like the one person who's ultimately in charge, right? Ultimately like responsible for all the, all that goes on in the pool, the yeah. safety, whatever. Um, but there were, there were, and now I'm going back obviously a long time, but there were, I think three or four of us that, um, were certified to teach lessons and the others were just were lifeguards, but didn't have their water safety instructor. Right. So like my first two years there, I wasn't a certified swim instructor. So I would go to either Kelly or Vicky or Kim and say, you know, I would teach the lessons, but they would ultimately be the ones that would sign the cards. Now I'm not oh, sure how okay. that is by Red Cross standards, but that's how we did it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Were you, so were you the pool director during any of the overnights? I don't think so. And then my first two years at the pool were under, you know, when Kim was the, the pool director. And then I think then we stopped and then, yeah. So then uh, I had, I was three years. That probably, I was, probably lucked out. Feels like a lot yeah. of responsibility yeah. for, <laughs> for those. Yeah, definitely. Wins. And, and I can tell you, so a hundred percent that I wasn't the pool director during that time, because as a pool director, you don't have a, you don't have a tribe, right? Or oh, a three, right, right. Tribe. But, yeah. And definitely, definitely all the years that I was uh, at Overnice, I remember doing some cooking and camping with the tribes. So <laughs> um, I think the pool director got to go home. Oh, well, you wouldn't have wanted to. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you were my Algonquin counselor, for example, you went to the, the Overnights, right? 
Right. And then you just yeah, like, but you hung didn't out stay over. Cause, no. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I gotta be honest. Like I definitely remember the campfire, but I, I learned as much listening to all the previous podcasts, which have been great by the way, when I'm traveling for work, like there's no better way to kill a three hour drive than, you know, listening to a, a few FCDC podcasts. Love it. Um, love it. We love to hear it. <laughs> so, uh, but like listening to all the other people talking about, like, I totally forgot about the, the counselor hunt. But then of course, as soon as Kelly mentioned me, her, Eric, and, um, and what's his name, who I think is now a counselor, I found you. I found oh, you. John, like, John Sag. Yeah. yeah. I'm dying, <laughs> like listening to that. Cause I totally remember that, but never would have come up with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, on my own. Bill, do you remember Todd being there? Cause you guys, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I remember Todd in the overnights. You're saying, or yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah. I don't yeah. remember Todd in particular during the overnights. I remember Jerry and John having a big presence in the shows. Yeah. Um. Do you remember Todd? They did that Blues Brothers skit. Do you remember that? I do. That was awesome. They were awesome. Yeah. And um. So I remember those two in particular. Todd was when Todd was an assistant. My memory of Todd was that he was very shy at that time. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. He Absolutely. really, he really busted out. Horrified at the he idea. A, of, yeah, I, w- I would say that he would agree with me that I had a similar experience to him. We were, we, we, I, we were both very shy early on, and then really came out of our shells probably because of camp. I would say, Todd, right? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, how many times have you have you heard this? But yeah, yeah, camp is is the thing that gave me, I think, the confidence. I mean, Gail, Gail used to always say because she knew I wanted to be be a cop, right? And and kind of how I got into the, the parking thing. Cause she's like, you need practice directing traffic. Um, <laughs> and, but, but yeah, I think that camp is what gave me the confidence to have like that presence or, or whatever. Cause before that, yeah, I was just super shy, nervous, whatever. And yeah. the, the idea of public speaking, but na- and now like in my, well, before I retired with state police, I mean, I was doing, doing like presentations in front of, you know, hundreds of people, um, you know, teaching truck regulations and stuff like that. Never could have done that. And I, I truly, truly would, would say that camp is what, what got me there. Just to add to that, Sarah, one of the things that Todd was well known for when he was young as an assistant was his red face when he would be up and saying, you know, he would turn purple, you know, he'd be so embarrassed. And, and Tom really grabbed onto that. He loved it. I can imagine so, that. Yep. <laughs> so he'd have Todd up there just sweat, you know? Oh yeah. And bright red. Yeah. yeah. So not what I remember from either of you. Right. Really? So like as a camper, I'm like, here are these two like larger than life people who like get it all together and every like, so it, it just kind of is the, the magic of camp, I would say that like, as, as whatever the camp is doing to help like counselors come out of their shells and like become who they're going to be, you in turn have these kids who are like, this is the person I'm looking up to. And this is my memory of them. Like, there's no, like, this is, this is a shy kid. This is whatever. Because like, I mean, I could say like from our group, like, I think we felt I, I think we felt a special kind of like not ownership of you, but like since you had us your first year yeah. and then, and you went on to become one of those like staple counselors, we were like, well, you know, we, we had him back in the Algonquins like, <laughs> as if we had anything to do with that. Um, and again, that goes back to us being like super impressed with ourselves from the jump. Um, but, but it is true like that. I mean, 
maybe, maybe once Bill mentioned that, I can be like, oh, maybe I remember Tom saying that, but um, no, my memory is like, here's this like super cool guy. And uh, you know, it is what it is. You mentioned how, um, how, like as my first year, you, you were like, you know, my friend, my first year uh, assistant counselor. So there was like that connection. And I feel the same way towards like you and all of your, all of your campers. I mean, like, yeah, (laughs) I can't (laughs) figure that there's seven years that I was there. I I could probably name 20 names, but they're probably all. They're all in our tribe. You know what I mean? Sarah, Robin, Liz, Adam, you know, you you know what I mean? Like, um, uh, there's this kid. Yeah. So I just, in my, all my memories of camp, I feel like even though there were all those years, I feel like they're all you guys. <laughs> Does that make sense? We're notorious. So, <laughs> that's, yeah. um, that's uh, incredibly amazing to hear. Um, yeah. I mean, we, well, I, I think I'd said it. I can't remember if I said it on air, but like we were all six week campers from like very early on. And I think that was probably part of it. We all like found ourselves up at sing a lot. I love that Gail thought your pathway to becoming a police officer was by directing traffic. A hundred percent, hundred percent. You need to, you need to, you know, get experience directing traffic. You're going to be a, you're going to be a great police officer or whatever. So yeah, I mean, I, I could be, I could be wrong about this, but I'm, I feel pretty confident that John Bucci and I were the first I don't think they had traffic directing before that. And Bill, you, you grew up there as a camper, right? I, you know, I don't remember it before that. I do remember you being one of only two people doing it. Now they've got about five or six, but, but yeah, it was me. Time, it was me just the first year was me and Bucci. Yeah. And, and I remember about halfway through the year and it, it might've even been the second year. I think it was the second year. Cause it was John and I, and, and, and John didn't come back after my first year. I don't think. Um, and then the second year, or maybe he was there the second year, but the second year, then Sue came down and joined us and there were three. And then I remember Gail coming down at one point with, I, I, we want you to wear these white gloves because cops, when they direct traffic to see your hands, because we, we would say like people can't see us or whatever. So we got these giant Mickey gloves, which I hear they're still, they're still using those. Yes. Oh, I feel like. Big some, time. Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, I remember she's like, try these out or whatever. Well, this is whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're saying you have not used those in your police career. Mm. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I can I can confidently say that I didn't. I've, it's the only really time awesome. I've ever directed traffic with Mickey Mouse gloves. <laughs> and it is the pathway directing traffic with the gloves. That's uh... they are more visible. Maybe I should have brought some with me. <laughs> there are plenty of times that they probably could have come in handy. <laughs> the big smile on your face. That's funny. Yeah, the 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 people who I've talked to who've direct, who've done traffic. Um, all seem to love it. And I'm, I'm not kidding when I say, even now I'm like, I do not understand the system. <laughs> I will say that I, I, I love it. I, I like it a lot. Um, I do feel like you miss out on the, the whole post experience. You know what I mean? Because I only had, I don't remember. So it wouldn't have been my first, it, it wasn't my first year. So John must have, Bucci and Jerry must have been there for a couple of years because because my first year as an assistant, I, I, I have memories of being around the Algonquin Post. Yeah. But it was either the, the next year or maybe the year after that that I started doing traffic. But I definitely did traffic until I left. Oh, that makes sense. But, yeah. I, I remember meeting you at the Post uh, yeah. that Algonquin year. Yep. So that, that tracks. 
there probably wasn't as much of a need for the traffic at that point either, because a lot of the counselors were driving, a, a, you know, a huge portion of the kids as well. Yeah. You know, like, in fact, Todd drove me. Right. Um, oh. When I would camper into my, in, I think I was still a CIT when he was still driving me. Yep. Now we did have one weird experience. I don't know if you would remember this, but we had this woman that was like, she was beeping and honking at you and you really didn't like it. And you tried to get a hold of her. I don't, you probably don't remember this, but you actually pulled into where she was and you were like, I, you, you just wanted to know what you did wrong. And she just wouldn't let, she would, she wouldn't let it. She wasn't having it. You know, but that sounds vaguely familiar yeah and that would be me like well, what did i do yeah <laughs> instead of just letting it go oh my gosh you're like ma'am i'm training to be a police officer i i run traffic and have the gloves so i'm gonna need you to to answer me uh thank you one of the things that has like kind of like been jogged in my memory is uh, over the course of you being there and I feel like once you kind of get in and Tom's like, all right, these are, these are my people. Uh, I can count on them for doing certain things. One of the things um, that I remember you doing and Eric helped me remember a little more were the eating competitions. Like eating competition. at some point you were pegged like as a person who would be in these eating, co- like not quite, not counselor competitions, but on like the eating circuit. Yeah. And when Eric mentioned the hot dogs um, and, and he was like, Oh, he's like, yeah, we knew. Well, I learned some stuff from his podcast. (laughs) Right. He was uh, when Eric and Tom were in cahoots to uh, get, get the eating championship where they wanted it. Um, Were you, do you remember eating anything else? Like did Tom just assume you'd be like an eating guy or had you won some competitions at camp? I honestly can't remember. I mean, I, I don't know maybe how other than, I mean, I always liked food. I mean, I was, you know, <laughs> I, like, yeah, I, I'll go up against anybody and, and, and beat them. And I'm thinking, I think I probably, I, I, I don't remember specifically how any of this uh, went down, how I would get there. But I feel like, yeah, if Eric can eat a nutty buddy, well, I can eat a nutty buddy just as fast. And to this day, I swear to God, I, could, I, I swear I beat him, but you, we all know it was fixed, just like the head counselors, right? Um, <laughs> and I didn't know that he melted at the softener. That's brilliant. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it was, I think it was just one of those, one of those things that I like legitimately would be like, all right, I'm gonna, I am gonna beat him this time. Now, 30 years later, knowing full well, there was no chance in hell that I was ever going to, even if I finished the thing and he still had, you know, half of it left it would have been a victory for Eric because Eric was the nutty buddy champion. And uh, Ooh. Ooh. You know, right. I mean, it's, that's just how it, it's just how it goes down with that. I think we had some, uh, some close battles, but uh, I, I had forgotten there again about the hot dog thing until, until he, he was telling the story and, and he was absolutely right, man. Growing up, I hated hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any recollections about the belly flop competition? Yeah. I love the, I mean, I love the, the, the diving board and, and um, yeah, I, I definitely remember. So I think I kind of feel like as Eric kind of took ownership of the, of the uh, nutty buddy, I think that, that while I was there, the, the, the belly flop competition, I guess would be, would be kind of like my, my version of that. You know what I mean? Um, I, yeah. yeah. I love the belly flop competition. I seem to recall you like, I always thought even from a young age, it was like these people going off the diving board and intentionally getting air. Getting as much height as you can get. Yeah. Oh, 
It's like, it seems painful, but. And, yeah, but it's, you know, hey. That's it, that's what I remember about Todd's belly flops in particular. He, I, you know, To me, he was the best that I ever saw at camp. You know, <laughs> he, would, he would hit that diving board and the diving board would come all the way down to the cement. And then he would spring up and it'd be, I mean, I don't know how many feet up in the air, maybe, you know, seven, eight feet in the air and then come crashing down on that water. (laughs) I love that diving. That diving board was the best diving board ever. There was so much (laughs) spring on that thing. There was so much spring on that diving board. I totally agree. And apparently who told me, maybe it was you. I don't know. Maybe it was Kelly said the pool is like, it's like eight feet deep, really in the middle or so it like slopes in or something like that. Um, and I was like, huh, well, I can see where like, they definitely couldn't have it, uh, because it was a hundred percent a springboard and it was, um, but man, was it, it it was fun. But yeah, when I, so actually when I asked Aaron, I was like, any questions for Todd? He's like, he's like, I got to know all about the, uh, all about the belly flop. And I was like, I, those people are maniacs because I mean, yeah, I just, I I think, I don't know if I don't know if they did the belly flop contest before, you know, I got there, but they did. so I don't know, you know, the history of it or whatever, but um, as soon as, you know, they mentioned it, I'm, again, anything that has to do with the water, like I'm, I'm in, I want, I want to do it. And then, yeah, I just loved getting, I loved getting as much height, even, even now, like when I go to a pool as I'm uh, an old man, I'll, I'll try to get as much height as I can off a diving board. A buddy of mine has a, has a, a similar one. And of course the, you know, the challenge is now you get all that height and you're doing a dive. Well, it's only eight feet deep and right. I'm six feet tall. Like it's you know, six, <laughs> over six feet tall. I'm going to hit that bo- bottom pretty quick. Right. Um, you got to be careful. Todd, do you have any recollection of the pain level on, on the, on your chest? Yeah, I, pretty painful. Um, <laughs> and, and your, in your face too. Like, and, yeah. and I will say this, like, I admit, I, I feel like your goal was always to like, just lay out and land, like, you know, belly on the water and have that smack yeah, but at the yeah. last minute you're coming in and you're like oh this is going to be terrible nope. and i feel like you're always kind of closing and your <laughs> your you know arms would go in and your face or whatever but but uh yeah it definitely hurts but i will say man if, if they have a 50th and there's a belly flop competition i'm in <laughs> oh, <laughs> may have just given them an idea <laughs> we've got one person <laughs> Now, but how those, do you do it without that springboard? I, I think they still do it, but they just do it off of the side of the pool. Now the the, the yeah. diving board is gone. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I yeah. went back. I went back several years ago, and it was shocking. A to see no diving board. I, although I had heard that was the case. And what was this enormous pool? Yeah. Now it seems so like so much smaller. Yeah. You know, yeah. but. But it's uh, a, still a great pool, still a, a very, very, you know, very big pool. But it just seemed when I was there. Yeah, it, huge. it went from that diving board went from like full use for everyone. And then it was like uh, only during swimming lessons. Yeah, when, only, I, when, when I ended, it was it was there, but only for swimming lessons. Yeah, um, like the meter that. I think Sue Rice made that was like good, great, awesome. Like you said, if you were like totally laid out, the camp was like, yeah. And then if you like, if your body took over and was like, yeah. no, 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 the camp was like, 
Oh, <laughs> it, was like, it was like, oh, good, I guess. <laughs> right. They weren't allowed to boo, but they wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> so were you just taking junior camp juice like on the regular? I just, re- I remember it being like, you know, one of those like taboo rules. Like you can't go barefoot. You can't right. chew gum. And like the number one thing was like no junior camp juice, right? You can't steal it. <laughs> and now I feel like the statute of limitations has probably expired. Um, by now, I would hope. We'll see. But no, I definitely have, like, I am the consummate rule follower. I always have been a rule follower and I probably always will be, but probably one of the, the biggest crimes that I ever committed on a regular basis was when you would go in, you walk through the, uh, the stables and you put your, your lunch in the refrigerator, or when you bring the, you know, the assistant counselor, bring the, the lunches down for everybody, you put them in the fridge. There's the juice. There's the juice. <laughs> Take a little sip, <laughs> right? I don't know. I, I wasn't the only one that did that, right? No, I, I, I had my ventures with the junior cap juice. There was something very tasty about that stuff. I don't know exactly what awesome. it was, but I was just surprised that no one had brought that up. And I'm like, that's like, that's like one of my big memories of camp. Is like that, that was a that was a real late juice. '80s thing. People, people stealing junior camp juice. That kind of died down after the, after that point, but. Wow. I got to say, at some point, they changed the juice they were buying because I do remember it being very delicious. And right. then there was one summer that it was just like, oh, like you went to Market Basket. This is, I think, oh, right. yeah. So maybe it's not, no, it's not worth stealing. But man, right. I, I remember it being delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but it is so, you're right, though. It's like it was up there with the big rules of like no bare feet, no running. Yeah. Like that's, right. these are, if we're going to run a successful camp. We need to put these right. in place. Yeah, no, I can appreciate that. Right. Um, you also mentioned something that um, we haven't talked about, but I also take with me, and uh, that would be that would be Gail and the weather. Yeah. <laughs> so, how does Gail describe rainstorms? <laughs> it's all about the blobs, right? It's either big, big red blobs, or should, I can just remember her like running to sing or running to, to see Tom. The red blobs are coming. The red blobs are coming. <laughs> and so like even you know fast forward several years you know my wife and i are talking about should we go play golf or whatever and i can remember looking on the news oh there's there's green blobs coming and she's like what are you talking about <laughs> and i had to explain to her the gale methodology of, of weather which is absolutely right right it's green blobs yellow blobs and, and red blobs and we still that's i don't know that's just how i i've never heard of that and maybe everybody does that but to me that's a gale thing and i think that's camp. No, I, I think that's, I definitely do it. And it probably is camp later on. I have a memory of her. Um, so this is, uh, must've been like, probably like the early aughts. And I have a memory of her with like three or four pieces of paper. So she had printed out yes. the radar yep. and she's like running up to Tom and she's like, look at this. <laughs> and he's yeah. Like, okay. And right of course there. that's before. Yeah. There were no cell phones or, or anything. Like, yeah. Now you just pulled the weather app and look at the cell phone, but yeah. Yeah. I can, I, I totally forgot about that, but I can, I can totally picture her running with all those printouts. Yep. Yep. Just like, look at this. And then like the two of them kind of like conferring, looking like, oh, like, yeah. well, we'll, It'll probably hit around 405. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> and then we just kind of go on and, and it kind of goes from there. <laughs> so, right. so Eric brought this up and I didn't uh, know the, uh, the origin of this, or maybe you brought it up too, Bill, but the, those canoe trips. So yeah. 
Were you, you guys were, I'm assuming on the inaugural ones, right? It was we like, were, right. I think so. Oh my God. They were awesome. So yeah, I think, you know, like, like you've alluded to with so many of your, of your guests, I mean, like you get this, this family, right. For six weeks where it's, it's, you, you don't exist outside of camp and, and, you know, you're, you're spending the, the nights after either editing video or shopping for, you know, for the cookout or, or whatever the case may be, these people that you're spending every day with, you can't get enough of, and you want to spend more time with them, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I can remember it, probably the first, it, you know, the first year that there weren't, wasn't an overnight, we all just talked and, and like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's go on a canoe trip. I was probably an assistant by the time we started doing those. I, I, I was just about to say, I think you were probably the, the one that chose where we went that first time, because I, it seemed to me like you were familiar with that river that, you know, we went, went down the Charles river on that first one. We didn't go to Norton on that first one. So, oh, see, I remember it. I remember going to Norton first. No, no, no. We went down the Charles river and we stopped at this campsite mm -hmm. up there. And I, I don't know why I thought it was your idea. Maybe it wasn't, but it just seemed it could like, have been because I can because I used to do that canoe trip with my father, putting it in in, in Medfield and pulling out in Natick at the falls. But yeah. maybe I maybe I'm I'm just reversing it in my memory because I feel like the the ones that are the most memorable for me are the the ones on the island there in Norton. Yes. I don't know where that was, well, but one, I feel one, like those. I thought those were first, but maybe not. No, once we started there, we never went back. We only did one other one that wasn't there. And that okay. was the first one. We went down gotcha. the Charles River and we stopped at a, at a campsite on the Charles River. Yeah. And um, I don't know, there were 10 or 12 of us there that yeah. night. Yeah, having orange fights in the canoes. and <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then and then from there, we never stopped going to Norton. Okay, yeah. yeah. Norton was great. That was, a, that was a great location. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, they, were, they were a really great time there. He missed it. He missed, he missed well, a good we, So we went. We started doing it um, after with like the whole like next generation or whatever. And um, they're a blast. I have one memory of, you know, you look forward to it all year. And we get there and it's definitely inclement weather, right? Like it's oh. like the sky is not, it's not good. And we hear a little bit of thunder and we're like halfway through. Cause that, that canoe trip out takes what, maybe like 10 minutes. And yeah. I remember being in the canoe with Jack Cowell and I'm like, well, I hope we make it because we're in a metal canoe and it's thundering oh. out. <laughs> and like, <laughs> we're like, you know, 20, 21 years old. And uh, that wasn't a very good idea, but we're like, well, we have to get out there because <laughs> what, like, you know, not only is it lightning out and we're, we're in our canoe, but what better place to ride out the storm than an island. <laughs> so oh, like, island. it's just like right. the, the thought process, but yeah, we picked them up. Um, I don't know. I, I was a head counselor for a couple of years at, uh, at that point. So I don't, I don't, I have to talk to Katie Bell actually. Cause I think that uh, actually, I th I don't know if they ever stopped there. They might've continuously been going and just yeah. like the people. Well, Sarah, were you just doing, were you doing one a summer? Yeah, we just did one. We were doing like three. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> never, never mind. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, every lot other of Saturday. I mean, that group was tight. That group was tight. We, we we spent a lot of time together. It was just every, you know, most weeknights we would end up at Kelly's house. Sure. You know, just hanging out. Still and happens. Yeah. On on weekends, we would end up, you know, canoeing out and just having, you know, camping something I would never do now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Todd, like when you emailed and you're like, Hey, Kelly called me out. I got to come on the pod. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, here's a person who like 
cares. The, the response that I'm getting more than anything is like, this is awesome. Like what a oh, shot yeah. of nostalgia. It turns out that everyone kind of has their own reasons for, for mm-hmm. loving it. It was, you know, it's a, it's a formative time of your life that you're there. And like, it just, you know, everything that we did for six weeks, just 20 right. years later, it just kind of matters. So it's just, it's cool hearing from everyone that, yeah. that you don't know, you don't know. So. It is for me, it's been cool here. Like just listening, even the people that, you know, are, are, were, are, were there, you know, after I left or even now, like just hearing some of the familiar names or just how things have, have changed, but yet stay the same. And uh, like, I'm here, you know, I hear, um, hearing a lot about uh, Billy Rice. One of the things when I was pool director, as a, you don't have a tribe, right? When you're a pool director. Right. Um, so Gail had me teach Billy how to swim during lunch. Come on. So Yeah. I would eat my lunch when all the tribes were doing their, their tribe thing. Um, and then before things, so I'd wolf down a sandwich or whatever. And then Billy would come out of the house and we'd be in the junior camp pool and would be doing swimming lessons. I mean, he was so young. I'm sure he doesn't remember that. Um, but I mean, he, he was, you know, younger than even, even Gail's grandson could go as a tenderfoot, but I'm right. teaching him about do, doing swimming lessons. Yeah. That was at least, at least one summer. I, I did see that you had come back a few years ago, but how, how many times have you been back over the years? Um, so yeah, I stopped by, I probably stopped in three or four times. Um, like I said, I, I now work, the company's based out of Taunton. So um, every now and again, if I'm driving, I think the, first, the, the one of the first times, uh, or, or rather one of the most recent times, um, all of a sudden I'd realize I'm driving home. I'm like, wait a minute, it's, it's July. And, and it's a weekday and it, it's early enough that, and I just randomly pulled in. And, and actually I remember, I think it was shortly after um, Sam took over for Tom. So I'm, I drive in and I'm walking around and, course i don't really recognize that many people you know there's not a lot of familiar faces so i go up to the pool and then of course there's kelly um <laughs> and and i see gail and uh and then all of a sudden i see sam and it's like time warp because i saw tom i saw tom when i was there 30 years ago and it like it was it was a a, a mind game because i'm like what that's not tom that's that's sam oh <laughs> you know God. it was crazy <laughs> but it was just it was like seeing tom 30 years ago. I can totally see that as uh, glancing over at Sam being like, what has happened at this camp? Yeah. <laughs> Why is Tom the same age? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, it is but yeah, seeing, just seeing the changes. And then, yeah, so the, but the, I think the last time was, so how long has, has Sam been in charge? I think this is his third year. I had a cool moment a year or two. It was last year. I was standing there with Tom in the back of, sing and sam had to leave that day he was he had a doctor's appointment or something so he was leaving for the day and um tom was taking over for the afternoon so while the skits were going on sam came back and was updating tom on everything that he needed to do and you know so they were kind of going over it and he's like so dad you have to do this at certain time you know blah 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 blah, you know and it was just awesome to be standing there listening to the two of them (laughs) go through That's this because cool. I've watched them both do it so many times, right. but to watch them inform each other was cool. I really liked it. That's really cool. That's yeah. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
like behind the curtain uh, business. <laughs> you know, what do you carry with you from camp? You know, personality, sense of humor, all of those things. Do you attribute them to your camp experience? Yeah, I mean, I think like as as we touched on before, I mean, I think um, like you said, I mean, I I was if there was any attention given to me at all, I would be completely bright red and, and just horrified by that. Right. So then, you know, moving, moving forward, like throughout my, throughout my career or whatever, I think that, that having, having that, I, I wish that I could have experienced it as a camper. You know what I mean? I hear all you guys that have, that have gone and seen it from campers to, to counselors, you know, CITs or counselors and stuff like that. Um, I think would be even more beneficial, but just having, having that, I think it, it just kind of, I, I guess, launched the, the being able to be, being comfortable, being uncomfortable, I guess, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's where, where I, I found it. I think the two biggest things for, for, for me in my life were um, playing football at midfield and, and camp hundred percent. Yeah, I can remember your transformation. Well, I really can. I remember how shy you were in all of those moments. And then by the end of your camp experience, you were one of the largest personalities on, on the grounds. Thank you. I, I, I never, I guess, envisioned myself that way, but you know, I, I look at like people like John Pantiaco and and you, I mean, I, to hear you say, Bill, that, that you were shy. I, I share Sarah, Sarah's uh, view. I always just pictured you as being the entertainer, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that came a little later, but I, but I was, I was pretty shy huh. through my first few years. Um, I just hadn't found that spot yet. Right. But it can. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. I wonder, I wonder how many other uh, police officers Gail single-handedly sent to the academy because of the traffic <laughs> and, the, and the gloves. She's got a real formula down there. She, she does. Yeah, no, I mean, that was definitely, uh, she, she mentioned that more than once. Um, oh, that's, and, that's and, funny. Uh, I mean, and, and I mean, quite honestly, too, I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I used her as, as references. I think she, she you know, yep. who, who doesn't go, go to, you know, camp as they've probably written a million uh, recommendations and stuff like that. But uh, he was a Gale pet. Gale loved I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I knew Tom. Tom was my my gym teacher at Wheelock School in in first grade or maybe even kindergarten um he was my gym teacher all through elementary and then he moved to high school when i was in the high school i mean he was always there he was the athletic director when i was in high school so i knew tom for years and years and years but yeah i mean gail gail's gail i mean yeah. i think that uh that there's a i definitely would go to gail like you know for for cool stuff or, or yeah. whatever. I, so I, I would yeah definitely say both. From an outsider yeah. view on that question, I will say, you know, I've known Gail a long time. And if I had to pick two names on who she was, you know, who she would view herself as closest with, it would have been John and Todd, John Pansiaco and Todd. Really? Oh yeah. So she loved. I, mean, I feel like Gail and I had some, you know, Selfishly, I feel like yeah, I think I was one of her favorites. Um, <laughs> no, it, but it was I, I feel like everybody must think that. <laughs> the there's like a, a wooden star over the pool over the pool staff door. It's like a okay. A, it's like a, a cutout. Um, 
so th there was a period of time um, after, well after camp, uh, when I was like in my thirties or whatever. And I, and I actually got, got pretty sick and she actually came and gave me that, that she's like, I'm going to give you the star. So oh, they, wow. they, they came and, and visited me. Uh, and, and like that, that was like hugely meaningful. And she's like, and you, you can give it back when you get better. And uh, oh. one of the, one of my visits back to camp was going back and giving it. Th thank you for the, thank you for the star. I don't need this anymore. So that's that was pretty awesome. cool. That's but, yeah. awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. That, that, that was, that meant a lot. <laughs> 